0: Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, the horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you, shout. Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of chatty goodness. Um, my name's Mark and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello as always. Uh, I had a brief moment of forgetting my own name there, um, which is good. I, I had your name sorted, but my own name was was lost in in the filing cabinets of my brain. Uh,
1: here's me thinking you're unforgettable.
0: Yeah, well, maybe to you, maybe you forget your own name. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I forget my age a lot. I don't think I've forgotten my name yet.
0: No, well, good. Maybe I'm reaching a sort of level of senility or just... Um, the fact that I was on night shift and I've only had an hour sleep probably that I mean that's
1: it's, probably the more likely
0: yeah it's probably it's, it's probably that it's probably the the sleepy tiredness um well while we're at the top of the show let's do a little bit of the old admin so um facebook group join that instagram follow that um and our letterbox last week uh, as promised as threatened I actually put the licks the licks Ooh. Uh, the links in the show notes. So um they will be there again. Because created myself a little copy and paste. So straight
1: in. Yeah, uh, well, smart man's work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, of course, is uh reviews, uh, written reviews, five star reviews will be absolutely wonderful. Just keep just keeps us growing lovely. Um chugging along like a little engine that could. Yeah. What else have we got to do oh weight update the people are here they're gagging they're chomping at the bit for the weight update um so another five um very which, good which puts me on 24 total
1: making um, hair while the sun shines
0: yeah yeah it must be said that i've been i've noticed some significant differences in my range of movement as well um not in the way i look that hasn't sort of changed, but uh, I can tell that I've taken a lot of pressure off my legs, which is That's nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got my uh, my first stone of the year Dan. Lovely. Wow. got six ish, six and a bit kilos for our uh, metric listeners. Why are you 14 a... pounds for our, our American friends?
0: Yeah. Or, I don't know. There isn't another way. I don't know why I tried to weigh in. Ah, very good. I mean, um, I guess we are do it in grams, like 6,200 or something like that. Yeah, I don't think we need to know that, though, do we?
1: But you no, know, yeah. So that's amazing, though. That's a, step, a significant chunk off. of, uh, yeah. well, so a significant chunk, full stop, but <laughs> you know, of, of where I want to be. So yeah, all, all good. All good. Uh, we're both kicking ass. It's
0: We're. Turning it slowly around into a healthy podcast where we talk about yogurt. Uh, Oh man,
1: I've I've been eating so much yogurt.
0: I quite like those protein ones, uh, just to fill you up a bit. Yeah, same. There you go then. Well, there you
1: go. So that's yogurt chat. Um, I don't know that. Maybe that's what we need to segue: horror yogurts. (laughs) Some (laughs) sort of gelatinous blob.
0: Uh, well, there is the movie The Stuff, isn't there? The Stuff, um, which is about some sort of stuff, I would imagine. Well, it's like it's a food, but it's it's blob-like. Uh, so you eat it and it takes over your brain, but also later on it's quite blob-like. The Stuff. Uh, so if you haven't seen The Stuff, then... Uh, it's, it's it's a bit cheesy, it's a bit cheesy. It's a bit cheesy to be honest, but it's it's not bad. It's it's uh, it's a bit of a romp. So yeah, uh, that, that's me. I'm flying in with movie recommendations. I'm going go for a for a uh, for for the
1: stuff. Must be an eighties one, I reckon. Uh. <laughs> it sounds like the kind of high concept thing that would uh, that would do well then.
0: Yeah, the eighties were doing it. They were they were churning them out churning them out I churning finally, it like yogurt oh yeah lovely I finally got around to watching Schindler's List as recommended by ChatGPT um, I don't think you've had a particularly happy week have you yeah <laughs> no no nah. Schindler's List is rather harrowing isn't it I mean I knew it was going to be very so. much I knew it was going to be and I felt bad that I was putting it off knowing the sort of the, the content and like because I was putting off mainly for runtime, time and I thought I really, uh, I should be able to commit three hours of my life to this. But uh, I think it's also one you need to be right in the mood for. Um, so is it, is it even possible to be in the mood?
1: Well, maybe not in the
0: mood, but at least a willingness. Um, yeah,
1: it's. But when, when people always talk about like, what's Spielberg's best film, I can never say Schindler's List just because it's, it feels wrong to, to kind of put it next to films like Jurassic Park and Jaws and whatnot. Cause it's, you know, it, it feels so separate from that. You know, it's, it's not entertainment. Is it really? It's no, it, 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 sort of a, it certainly isn't. It's a morality it, guide.
0: Yeah. It's, it seems like for him, it was a very personal project.
1: So, well, uh... it, it as it happens, he was never meant to actually make it. Oh, really? Yeah. the The original plan uh, was that he was on Cape Fear. And, oh, really? Right. Uh, Martin Scorsese was was penciled in for Schindler's List, but uh, well, Scorsese thought that it wouldn't be right that the subject matter was tackled by a non Jewish filmmaker. Uh, so, they basically swapped projects. Well, wow, that's amazing. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's also so obvious because it's just you know, on top of the whole, you know how how important the subject matter is to, to you know to Jews generally. It's, uh, I just don't think that Spielberg could really make a film as nasty as Cape Fear.
0: No, actually, you know what? I don't think I've seen Cape Fear. Is it on a boat? Uh,
1: There is a a
0: significant portion of it on a boat. Uh, On a boat. Um, Yeah, so lovely. Anyway, uh, I asked the the AI to recommend me something a bit more light-hearted. So it's a Grand Budapest Hotel next. Uh, Okay. Have
1: we we seen that one before? No.
0: No. No. So I'm hoping that is a bit more light-hearted. It, uh, I can guarantee you, it is more lighthearted than Schindler's List. Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's get into it then. We've we've chatted away. Let's get into these
1: slices which you've got. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go first because last week we did the well, it was sort of a, a preview for I don't know retrospective showings that we are hoping for. Yeah. And, you know anniversary screenings uh so we did what the 50-year uh, anniversaries last year for five years yes yeah coming from here so what what we'd like this year and also what what we're we're, we're hoping for over the next few years mm-hmm. uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring it a bit closer do uh 25 years so Ooh. from 1999 which is It is 25 years ago, as awful as that is. And (laughs) uh, going through to 2003. So, you know, there aren't many great years of horrors here. (laughs) 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 So, right, 1999 then. So we have the big, big films of the year. Uh, the big two were the Sixth Sense and the Blair Witch Project. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then we also have uh, Audition. Uh, right. Have Sleepy Hollow. And we also have former uh, podcast episodes Lake Placid and The Haunting. <laughs> well, I mean, Scratch, Scratch the
0: Haunting. I hated that. Um. Uh. I—I mean, I'd happily watch Lake Placid again
1: <laughs> on the big screen. You can really see how big that croc is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know?
0: I think of all of those, I'd probably go see Audition. Uh,
1: yeah, that—that's what I'd go for. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the the Sixth Sense never, never entirely jived with me. Uh, no. No. Uh, and I think the Blair Witch Project. If I was going to to watch that again, you know, I'd want it on a, a scratchy VHS tape by myself on a little crappy telly rather than on a big screen. Yeah, it definitely suits that. Yeah, 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 because it's you know the start of the film. So yeah, I'm going for uh, for audition too. But mm. uh, I mean, basically, it's a film I've never seen, and I, I've heard all the good things about it.
0: Yeah, same, same for me. I'm in exact same situation as you. I've never got around to it. But uh, I think it would be really good. Yeah. Do it. Wh- whoever's in charge of these things, do it.
1: Okay, then. Uh, right, so we'll go for uh, 2000. The, uh, the Millennium itself. And this, this was a bad year. <laughs> There is there is not much in here, uh, but there are two excellent films. Uh, we have American Psycho and Shadow of the Vampire. There are are two big ones, right? Uh, we've also got Scream Three, uh, Final Destination, and and another podcast favorite, What Lies Beneath. <laughs> um... Oh, what lies
0: beneath? That's a very early episode. Um,
1: I don't, I don't think I like that one either. If if memory serves, it was the the first oh, shit that you ever. Did. I,
0: I think it was. I think it was. Um, it's, it's a bit of fun. It was quite funny though. There's a that movie explains itself. It's really, it's really good fun. Remember there's one specific part in it where there's this uh it's like a drug or something that um is gonna paralyze someone and, and they really they really talk about it halfway through and you think, well that's coming back up. Um Chekhovs.
1: Whatever <laughs> thing. Checkovs it is.
0: Yeah, paralyzing gear. Uh anyway, I've gone I've gone way off track there. That's not what we're here for. Um American Psycho, I think for me. Um, I know you've been telling me to watch Shadow of the Vampire, and I haven't gotten round to it yet. But um, yeah,
1: American Psycho is good, isn't it? Okay, I, well, I do feel a little bit bad because I didn't tell you the one that that's the obvious answer that we'd go for here, which is uh, Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, right. I mean, so I mean, that I, I just think I thought I wouldn't bother including that. Uh, no, no point. That's the the one that we'd all go for. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'd go for Shadow of the Vampire, because that's that film is a is a total hoot. I, I love that movie.
0: Yeah. Uh I really sh- I really should get round to it. My movie watching has slowed down somewhat this year from last year. Uh
1: <laughs> yeah, uh but I I guess where that you were last year it that's kind of inevitable. But my mine sped right up, so maybe maybe like eventually we'll we'll bounce each other out and We'll just get to a nice equilibrium where we're watching like three movies a week or something. Yes, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah, three a week sounds lovely. Oh, yes, uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, we're into 2001 then. Uh, Space so we, the yeah, we have the others uh, Pulse, Jeepers, Creepers, uh, Hannibal, uh, 13 Ghosts, Itchy the Killer. Uh, for you, I'll chuck in Jason X, uh, and then also The Devil's Backbone, uh, one of the the early Guillermo del Toro films.
0: Um, well, I mean, obviously, I'd want to see Jason X, but um, of the, of those, I'd have to chuck it. I'd have to go for of the Killer. I've got a lot of love for Richard the Killer um and i'd absolutely love to see that on the big screen um i think there's two right at the beginning uh, uh what were the two right at the beginning sorry uh, the others and pulse Uh you see i think pulse would be good on the big screen i remember i didn't get a whole lot out of it um but that doesn't mean it wouldn't and the others is the one with um Liv Tyler, right, in the house? Yeah, it's Nicole Kidman. Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm thinking of The Strangers, aren't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. People have a lot of love for the others. I don't remember liking it, but it was a long time ago when I saw it. So, um, anyway, sorry. I'm going for the Killer.
1: <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I was going to go for the, uh, the Devil's Backbone on that one. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Guillermo del Toro's. Really great! It's a Spanish language film uh, based, set around the Spanish Civil War. And the only other film I've seen where he's done that was Pan's Labyrinth, which is just unbelievably good. So yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for something similar to that. Mm. Okay, then. So we are into uh, 2002. Uh, this is the, we're improving a bit here oh uh, so we have 28 Days Later uh, The Ring uh, the, the American version uh, Dog Soldiers uh, Queen of the Damned uh, Signs Resident Evil uh, did I say Ghost Ship? we've got Ghost Ship and Bubba Hotel oh. either mark's deep in thought or i've lost the the audio Uh,
0: no no (laughs) no i'm deep in thought um just trying to think which which one i'd really love to see on the big i think i might go for bubba hotep you know
1: um i'm surprised at that one i have I threw it in just because I-, I like Bruce Campbell. I mean, I do like the film. Uh, but I mean, yeah, just so just give Bruce a bit of a uh, bit of love there.
0: <laughs> it's one. It's like it's like one of those films where uh, I think I never got chance to see it on a big screen. I'm not even. I don't even recall it ever being on the big screen. So, getting a chance to see it, I- I- I'll take it. In terms of this, um, I really do love Dog Soldiers as well. Um I've only seen Dark Soldiers the One, so I really should watch it again. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, I thought it was it was pretty middling, but I think I would probably enjoy it more in the in the cinema. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well for me, at me, I'm going twenty eight days later. I'm yeah, excited right. when they've they announced the that they're doing well twenty eight years later. Uh so what what better time to revisit the uh, the original? And plus, it's you know, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland, you know, two two of the the best. So yeah, I'd love love to uh, see those guys on the big screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a good year for a good year for horror movies. That yeah, but yeah, why not? Let's go let's go watch Bruce Campbell, the main right.
1: Well, in that case, um, we only have uh, 2003 to go. Lovely. For this decade, we... Decade? Sorry, I'm looking at letterbox and it goes by decades. (laughs) Uh, Right, so for 2003, we have... uh... We're we're back into uh, into a bit of a struggle. We have House of a Thousand Corpses, right? A Tale of Two Sisters, right? Freddy versus Jason. Right. Wrong turn. Uh one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes. And Gothica. Oh, and then the obvious answer of Leprechaun back to the hood.
0: I didn't realise he went back to the hood. He was there once and said, Oh, let's go back. Uh there's all oh, my best go back to the hood, no. Uh, I don't know if you should that um let's see. I'm deep in thought again you've, you've, you you've you you've got me you've got me
1: deep in thought um I think this I... one was was quite easy for me because I think it's the only film on here that I really properly enjoyed and that that's a tale of two sisters
0: yeah i think i'm gonna have to i think i'd have to agree with you on that one um i was tempted to say freddie versus jason um but it's i don't need to it's not the sort of thing that would translate well to the, the big screen well obviously it would but you know like if you really got the choice yeah i'm sure a tale of two sisters um yeah, we did pretty well there of choosing sort of mostly foreign language movies. I think, um, or I did, Well one of us did. Well, uh...
1: Probably just the uh, the the case that there was a pretty pretty bleak period for uh, for Hollywood horror films there. Yeah, it's a shame, really. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not. It. We look at now as being a kind of golden age. I think, think we're personally think we're on a bit of the tail end of that, but you know. But the uh, when you, you look at those years, and you, you look at the last five, we, we've had it pretty good on the whole.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I, 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 it's, it's nice to know that some of these films are turning 25, and you know, a good degree of them have stood the test of time and you know some of them feel older than they are like um you know it feels like the Blair Witch Project wasn't that long ago or at least not forever ago but I think because it's sort of still relevant we still talk about it but uh yeah
1: good stuff yeah and hopefully we, you know, we do get to uh... A few of them gracing our screens again over the next few years. Uh, I, think, uh, I think. Well, we'll I think we'll... my 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 power of uh, of manifestation may have to be used on some of them because you know we were saying last week about how much I wanted to see Dude back in cinemas, and and lo and behold, this it weekend it's it's back. So, pumped for that.
0: Yeah, I still haven't seen the first one. I know Ooh, I should. How's your
1: time. You've got it on the big screen.
0: Yeah, I know I should. I know I should. Um, I will. Okay, I will. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm signing up to that right now. Uh, <laughs> so, well, there you go then. With uh, we, we, We've achieved. I think maybe what we should do is attempt to, um, over the year, maybe cover one of these movies from last week and this week. We'll do a fifty er and a 25 fiver, um, and that'll be at, at least if it doesn't come on the big screen. At least we're doing something. We're doing something.
1: Uh, well, uh, well, how how about we do uh, we do one hundred and seventy five as well? I'm sure we can find something from uh, from nineteen twenty four. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure we can. Uh, well, and while, while we're on that, just a check up. I, I have uh, been doing my uh, my New Year's resolution, which was to watch a film from uh, your know, decades, uh, going going up the decades and different languages every month, and, and I did it for January. So I, I watched uh, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, which was I saw that unbelievable. Uh, and also, howsuits. Uh, so I've got my uh, 1920s film done, and I've got, I've ticked off Japanese as a language. Very good. Um, so, oh, uh, the most popular film, f- uh, according to Letterboxd from 1924, uh, is Orlac's Hand. All right, fine. We'll do it. Uh, which is not a film I'm familiar with, but it was directed by Robert Veena, who who did Dr. Caligari. So,
0: fine. All X hand. We're on it. We're going to watch it. We don't know how long it is, but, you know, we need to check out. Not enough. Ex-hand. It's good. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's, oh, it's really? a good, proper feature. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, you committed us to that now. So. Uh... <laughs> that'll be fun and I look forward to that. It's always nice to widen one's something. I really have got the post night shifts like I I I can tell that I'm a bit uh, my my brain's not in full gear. So I apologize to everyone for that but uh uh I know, is it ever in full gear who's to say? Uh <laughs> well, should we get into this um, lovely delicious not sure if it is delicious Filling, no, it's, it is not. No, <laughs> so well, we're in uh, effed up February, as everyone knows. So, um, one of the movies that I thought to bring along is uh, well, it was so kind of me to bring along and, and have Matthew watch uh, Threads from 1984. Not strictly a horror film, um, however, it is, it, it does slot itself lovely, <laughs> lovely into the F would up c-
1: category it's um essentially yeah it's that uh, that horror as real life yeah yeah genre isn't it you know that the there's no supernatural you know nothing like that and it's just a, a what if this this thing happens yeah genre of horror uh, which yeah. is so much worse in a lot of ways well, let's uh, let's do
0: the bits, and then we'll uh, and then we'll we'll get on it. Um, so yeah, it was released in 1984 on BBC Two, I believe. Um, I don't normally say that stuff about it. Written by Barry Hines and directed by Mick Jackson. It uh, stars Paul Vaughan as the narrator, Karen Meagher as Ruth Beckett. Reeves in Dale as Jimmy Kemp um David Brilly as Bill Kemp Rita May as Rita Kemp um and there's a whole host of characters in this but mostly we spend most of our time with Ruth and the and the narrator there are um other characters through this that we'll that we'll get into but that's uh, essentially most of it so this uh, this movie is um, something akin to a um, weird weird sort of drama, but it also revolves around uh, a nuclear weapon being uh, launched in Shef- on Sheffield. But I think it encompasses the entire world in this. It's just our focus on this is in Sheffield, so it has. A, a documentary feel as well, um, which again,
1: a, a public information kind of style as well, isn't it? The, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Now I'm under the impression that, um, and I, I, I only heard this um, recently, that this movie has only been shown three more times on the BBC since it was released. Yeah. Um, and for it to be shown it has to get special permission as well um because it's a
1: bit grim isn't it it's it's a bit grim uh they they have made it available on BritBox. yes they Uh, have yeah yeah the uh, the bbc slash itvs sort of streaming for stuff that they think they can get money out of people so they don't put on iPlayer (laughs) right yeah yeah uh so it is it is there I, I didn't actually check so I, I did get myself a a trial for Brit to watch this uh oh, right I didn't check if ghost watch is there this is yeah. this is our second BBC production isn't it we've covered. it yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure um so I'll, I'll I'll have to have a look I've got it for another six days so we'll uh, we'll see on that yeah
0: while I'm here actually let me I' sorry I'm just veering off but this is how my brain works. Our friend Sam was listening to our "When Evil Lurks" episode. And we talked about um, Ghost Watch, um, and anyway, there's an episode of Inside Number Nine called Deadline, which um, is not exactly like Ghost Watch, but it's it's something akin to it, and actually worth a watch. I watched it today. Um, sorry, I've, I, I say I veered off away from the film, but. Um, <laughs> Maybe I might be trying not to talk about it. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I'd ask you what you think, but I, I, I mean, most people come away from this feeling a bit
1: there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the there's two ways that you kind of look at this film, don't you? Because the, the subject matter is, is just the harrowing. It's, disturbing and you know, it hits it hits close to home for yeah, you know, for a lot of reasons and then, you know, the other hand that you can look at the film and say things, you know, like how it's made and, and you know, how how, how the, the technical aspects of it sort of lead into the, the you know, the other way of looking at it Yeah uh, I think it's I, I found the first half of the film to be like really kind of like fascinating in a lot of ways. Cause it was like the, the film builds with with kind of the these heightened tensions going on in the background, don't they? Like uh, and the way that it puts out this film uh because it's you know it's, it's a BBC production in an era where films you know about the Cold War are coming out and you know the yeah the, the Rambo films the, the Red Dawn films that you know the films have huge budgets massive stars attached to them and, and you know high production values and, and obviously the BBC can't compete with that you know mm-hmm. uh, it's a national broadcaster so it's like there, there's the way that it gets around that is... It, Putting this nuclear holocaust as a kitchen sink drama, yes, right, yeah, and yeah. A, you know, as in a soap opera kind of style almost, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's way more effective than than any other film like this that I think I've seen because it it does that. You know, it makes characters instantly recognisable to us. We you know we all know. People like this getting on with the day-to-day lives, and it it builds up these tensions in the background. Just, just like these things happen in real life. You know, how many you know in in our lifetimes, how have we seen you know wars and international tensions just sort of bubble up just in the periphery? You know, yeah, Uh, obviously those your people that are switched on and attuned to things we 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 pick them up where you know we know them a bit more but generally speaking unless you're you know properly engaged you just kind of you know hear these things that, you know in the around in the background uh you know when I was a you know, around 12 12 year old or son and uh you know things were were kicking off in Iraq and Afghanistan you know th- that's exactly what it was like for for me then because you know, I was I was a kid I wasn't tuned in politically. So it, it, it did feel just like something just on the side that you never really swept up in. And then it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, the the, the, the tension ratchets up quite quickly and then it the bubble bursts and and all hell breaks loose. And that that build up I thought was was amazing uh, because it's, I wouldn't say that we really particularly get to know the characters or anything no. like that a great deal, but the way that it's made just makes us know the type of people instantly. Yeah. Uh, which puts the whole second half of the film, as, it doesn't matter who anyone in this film is. We, we know, we know them. They're our neighbors. They're our friends. They're our, the other people that work in the shops we go to, and it just makes the whole thing so much more horrible.
0: Yeah, it does. It it, it does. I and I don't think I I could add anything more than what you just said. I mean, um, I I saw. Sort of, I I do I I do agree with you, especially with this tension thing, because um, me going into it. Um, and, and, and I know you did you knew the sort of vague premise of this so there is that you know when is it going to happen and you know this whole you know I I'm, I'm just if I say things now I'm just going to repeat be repeating that everything that you said but that whole sort of um you know general idea that people do ignore what's going on in the world until, until it affects them, and, and I you think, know,
1: you know, I think that's something that attunes us to a to a modern audience, uh, because you know the 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 world that we've lived in. But I think the other thing for you know an audience in nineteen eighty four is that they'd have had thirty years of you know thirty odd years of Cold War, you know, rhetoric tensions ratcheting up and down. Yeah. So there's the, the, there's a whole host of I mean, this has been going on for ages. Nothing ever actually happens, and. Well, there you go. Now, now it has.
0: Yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing I thought about it is though that it, um, to me, it, it, the subject matter doesn't hasn't aged. Um, you know, this still, it's still something that I think about. It's still something that I worry about. Um, it's still something that could happen. You know, so it does it. it you know you you look at you look at, at this and you know the sort of storyline they've got going with the middle east and stuff like that and it reflects upon not necessarily exactly what's happening these days but something very similar to what what happens these days and you do you do worry in situations like you know if if we get involved is this, is it going to are they going to attack or, you know, it's just that the worry of nuclear weapons is sort of always, always there. It's for me, maybe. Um,
1: No, I, I know what you mean. And I know I do this all the time is that whenever something big happens, you know, in terms of, in terms of war around the world and stuff, and it's going now in, in Israel and Palestine and uh, Russia, Ukraine, you know, you, it's it's one of the first things I ask myself when I hear these things. Is like, how how close is this going to come to nuclear? And it's it, it's it's because we know that once that happens, that's it. It's it's we're, we're it's done. Over. That's it. The, that the world as we know it is over as soon as that red button's pressed. Yeah, please. and I mean I, I'm. I, I don't know about you, but this actually painted a fairly optimistic picture in terms of what (laughs) what I've always considered nuclear war to be, but
0: Um, it's it's a
1: fate worse than death for most, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: uh, so... It's awful. It's, I mean, it, it fits right into the f'd thing. It's, it, it, it sits right. It sits right in in the modern brain as much as it does in the in the what is it? And then, uh, I'm not quite sure about the positive picture that you're talking about. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean. There's a whole, like, a bunch of stuff in this, though, like, you know, getting away from the... He- well, not getting away from the heavier stuff, and you mentioned it before, but they really do a good job with the effects in this, given given what they've got Yeah, I mean, there's a degree of what you can see as stock footage. Um, but also, this, you know, bodies strewn about the place and fire and explosions and, I don't know... There's something about seeing a Woolworths explode that 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 hits hard, um, but yeah, it 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 is good in terms of you know effects. You know, you never get a, get a feeling from this film that uh, apart from maybe some of the outside ones that you're looking at um, uh, sets and stuff like that. It looks like they have really you know the in destroyed
1: areas um yeah and i mean the say... whole, whole locations are all they're they're all top notch aren't they and i think the model work as well when the blowing up these little model buildings for uh for for you know for, for the the bomb effects uh there was there was one little bit because you do show a lot of like model work don't they and, and uh your charred corpses. Yeah. And they show a melting ET at one point. I did wonder, is that, is that supposed to be a person or is that, uh, or is that the toy? It's definitely a melting ET, isn't it? But uh,
0: yeah, I suppose the other thing about this is it, is it like most f up movies? It doesn't shy away from who get, who, uh, and, you know, Suppose when you're talking about nuclear bombs it doesn't, does it? It's not bothered who get who who gets in its blast, it's um but it doesn't do that. It tears family families apart in this and um you know, they have to do awful things with people who've died in their home and you know this
1: Yeah. And bomb. and you know, on, on and on top of the the awful, awful things that are happening to to people directly affected you know that of people that have been injured in you know shrapnel from the attacks burns uh, uh, you know and all the other assorted uh, hazards of of being on the path of a bomb it's the, the there's there's the horror on top of that of what it does to to our humanity and, and yeah that, absolutely it strips it away entirely there is no there is no humanity left we it's, it just deprives people of that, you know, and and you know you, you get scenes like uh, you know that that sort of local cabinet office, yeah, and they just oh why, why do we send food to them? They're all going to die anyway, and it's you know things like that which I just saw so, just appalling. You know how how can you? How how can you desensitize yourself to such a degree? whereas also you know you can completely you you can see the logic, uh, which is like yeah. almost as bad anyway. It's... It is yeah yeah,
0: and um, you know the stuff that it brings the that it brings up, and you and you immediately think to yourself, yeah, you know if that happens even now, we'd be fucked you know like they talk they start talking about what they've got in terms of supplies and you know i mean even even this was shown during covid that we don't have enough supplies of things you know um and it's it's like this idea that well yeah if, if if this happens you know we're gonna we're gonna be in a situation exactly like this you know we've moved forward in terms of things but you know we're not we're ill prepared, aren't we? We were all of us ill prepared for such for such a thing, and uh, yeah, it, it 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 made me think a bit about COVID, this film, and in terms of you know like what happens during emergencies and how underprepared we really are. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the you know there's certain analogs that that match up, you know, the way that people were. <laughs> Thought that there was a striking bit where the uh, the, the guy was selling tin openers, uh, you know, just to try and make money off things as well, and uh, your price gouging, and you know, I, I remember those those thing, those sorts of things very clearly from from a few years ago. Yeah, uh, just um... you know, people panic buying and stocking up and. And and yeah, it's, you know, it hits you that that people do these things to protect themselves and it's, you know, it's scary. Simple as that. There's these worries that the world's not as secure as we think it is.
0: No, it's not. Uh, (laughs) Right there must be some other things we can talk about with the actual film rather than being so um so what do you so um the the main character of uh, sort of Ruth she she is pregnant sort of quite a, quite a long way through and we do sort of follow that um that story to well she she manages to give birth and then we see her struggling to feed the baby and stuff like that did you Was that all? Did that all tuck on the heartstrings for for me as uh, as the movie goes? That it starts going slightly downhill at at, at that point, but um, you know, not so far that that makes me worry about it.
1: No, Um, I think this was my the the thing that that probably uh, probably upset me the most about the film. To be honest with you, right? Okay, we we had Ruth that. you know we follow through the film and she shows this resilience and uh she's the the one character i'd say that we really get to to really spend time with and we really you'll know, get yes, to know yeah. uh, through through her efforts to survive and, and the fact that she's pregnant and what when she gives birth to to the child that you know i kind of got this message of that the film was telling us, you know, like, your hope springs eternal. You know, as as bad as it gets, the absolute worst thing that can happen happens. Life goes on. You know, we, we can rebuild. We can we can get back to, you know, the, the, this, this seed of humanity can flourish again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, no, 10 years later, she just gets cancer and just drops. <laughs> and it's just like, well, yeah, there's no... There's no hope here, is there? It's and then, and then you know her daughter gets raped and and has the same thing happen, and it's just you know there's no like it's yeah, there's there's no happiness to this, and there's no there's no moral, there's no silver lining, there's no joy. Well, I mean there is there is a very clear moral, and that's you know. Nuclear disarmament, which I think is a pretty good one. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a whole, you know, a whole character arc and a whole journey, uh, which, you know, obviously it it does this very well because you know we are we are affected by it. Uh, It's mm -hmm. just I would have I would have quite liked if it just gave us this this more. I don't know this this little sliver of of optimism somewhere in there, uh, you know, because I, I like to think that there is there is room in the story for that, you know, we, you know the film ends, doesn't it, with uh, the the UK's population dropping to to between four and eleven million, and uh, and it's it's basically become a medieval society, uh, it's regressed so far, and and you know we we. We moved through the medieval period and we did grow. We did continue to make advancements and whatnot. So that there's room in the story for that that little bit of optimism. And and I, I kinda think it it hinders the film that it it, it never never really gives us that. Uh, just because it's it puts us through the ringer so much that it it would be nice just to, just just to have that because it is there. Yeah. So maybe show it to us a bit, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, this film wants to make you feel awful. Uh, you, you, you you watch it and it's, it it just makes you feel awful. Um, But that said, it's a, it's a good film for making you feel awful. It's yeah. Yeah. well, Well made, you know, as you said, they do enough with the characters and, You know, I don't know. Maybe to a degree, uh, for us, you know, it's very close to home, and um, you know, probably that Sheffield accent—it's might be somewhere in between our accents, really. Um, So there's that as well. It's all very, very familiar. I don't know whether it does hit as hard with other people. Now I know that it does because it's. I see it on horror groups where people go, just
1: watch threads, wish I hadn't. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I think that I think Sheffield is it's a very canny choice for location. Uh, because it's you know, it, it's not London, which is obviously important because it's not if it was just a place where you expect something like that to happen. It, it loses some of the impact, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many times have we seen London attack being filmed and stuff? Yeah. You know, uh, you kind of immune to it, and but you know Sheffield is, it's got a lot a lot of those boxes ticked. Is you know it's it's a big city, but it's not too big. Uh, you it's it's northern, which makes it feel like less of a target somehow. Just I think because it's not yeah. particularly close to to edinburgh or london uh, which you know, you would think would be two of the bigger targets uh if this this sort of thing was to happen uh it, it's working class so it's yeah where people you know, uh, people rec- you know th- there are far more working class people than there are anyone else in the country and and, and it, it shows you know a a broad section within that and it shows various ages men and women and it's it's very normal uh, as a place which is important for for the success of of what the film's trying to achieve yeah yeah
0: well i think we've um we've talked about it now we don't need to keep
1: with yeah we can yeah we can it's yeah. in our rearview mirror and drive away as fast as possible.
0: <laughs> I didn't put anything on the Facebook group, but I thought A, you know, people may not have seen it, and B, I don't want them to have to
1: watch it. Again. Yeah, it um, did get uh, a, a bit of a, a resurgence recently, didn't it? When Instagram launched their their Twitter it did <laughs> It did i've seen it cooking in horror groups
0: for, for a while never really thought to go around, around to it. i watched it last year and um you know as soon as i saw it i thought this is the sort of movie that we could bring to the podcast and you know certainly it certainly makes you think um but it's also it's not the sort of film you watch to enjoy yourself, is it? It's, it's definitely not a comfort movie.
1: No, and, <laughs> and you know it, it's like like we said about Schindler's List earlier. I think it's a kind of film that you you need to watch to kind of sort of understand the world a, a bit better. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. the, the kind of thing that needs to be brought close to home because, you know, I think we're we're guilty uh, quite a lot in the, in this country of you know not really facing up to the consequences of of what these things are. You know, we we don't we don't appreciate the horrors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, or or the you know uh, all of our Wars for the last thousand years have been fought overseas, you know, and, and unless you find them, you don't appreciate the horrors of those either. And Yeah, very true. I think you need, you need to see things like this every now and again, just to mold you as, as a person and make you realize what the, what these things entail, you know, what these things look like. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, well, I suppose there you go, then everyone. If you watch, what I suppose watch threads, but we didn't tell you to, or did we? I'm not quite sure what the message is. Um, watch it, but not for your own enjoyment. There you go. There you go. So, um, I'm glad to a degree that you, the you um, weren't, and I not expecting you to be annoyed with me. But I'm glad that you. <laughs> I'm glad that you. <laughs> I'm glad that you got something that you got something out of it. Um so yeah, um I'm loath to really give it a review to be honest. Um I think I think in the I think in this particular case maybe we should just skip that. Um unless you want to.
1: <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's uh... it, it, in terms of what it sets out to achieve, it achieves very well.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. What that thing is is not is not a good time. It's it, you can't review this like like a normal film.
0: No, it, exactly, exactly. But it's an it,
1: it it's it's good at what it does.
0: Yeah okay i think we'll i think we'll i think we'll leave it at that um <laughs> well made but you know uh, <laughs> oh there you go the 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 the, the rough part of f up february i think um i was just gonna say i think the rest of the rest of the month's a bit more fun but it isn't um they're all gonna be pretty hard hard work this f up february um but you know, it's an important part of horror. That it's an important part to um, the. I was thinking today about the effed up part, and you know, there's there's two ways you can go about it. Really, um, you can either go effed up in terms of, you know, like when we watched Tusk, and it was just, you know, really nasty in terms of the the body horror. But you know, I think the other end of effed up is. How it really makes you feel. Um, and this is one of those movies that really, you know, it really pulls on those negative emotions. And uh sadly, I think the next couple of films that we've got lined up aren't gonna be a happy time either. Um, but that's what horror's for. Uh that's why there's loads of different subgenres, isn't it? It fits it fits lovely into a lot of different things. Um so um, let's get away from it. Let's get into this last slice of bread, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be more like-hearted or not, but uh, let's slide in anyway. So I was going to tell you that I well I'm, I keep I keep slowly working through Stephen King books, um, and I've tried on many occasions to watch Pet Cemetery because I I have it as one of my sort of blank spots you know almost like not you know like guilt for having not seen it sort of thing um but i've tried on numerous occasions so i thought what i'm going to do is read the book and um and then watch the film and 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 it, it did make a difference to me because um i think the great thing about the 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 books is at least you get more of a view into the characters, and even if they don't explore that in the films, at least you've got that in your head. Um, but uh, in this particular, in this particular case, I think, um and you know, most people say, "Oh, yeah, the movie is isn't as good as a book." But I think in this particular case, it was, um, it was, it was, it was one hundred percent that it just it loses so much of um what makes the book spooky um by trying to and 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 this coming from me is a bit of a thing but by trying to cram in to 90 minutes what should have been you know a bit longer so the pacing of that movie feels
1: really really off um have you seen the the one from a couple of years ago
0: no i haven't but i saw the trailer of it
1: and um it looks it looks even worse um, they make some significant changes that you are if you enjoyed the book will probably not be too receptive to
0: no no is that a book that you've read then have you read pet cemetery i i have yeah i've read pet cemetery yeah and have you Watch the movie as well, the eighties one I mean.
1: No, I am the other way around. Oh, right, right. So I think between us were covered,
0: but uh Well no, I've done I've done both now. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was um although I will say that in the movie, and everyone says this that in the movie the character of Zelda um is scary as hell. Um one of the top tier 80s scary characters i'd say um but yeah uh, i don't know what this slice of bread is i think i was going to ask you you know what books you that you've read for the films that you find really um sort of yeah it was well, uh, good i've
1: read a a few that I find that that go one way or another. Uh, so the obligatory uh, mention of the the out right one in. Uh, I think the film I would probably give the edge to. Yes. You know, the, the the books the books also brilliant. Uh, one where I thought the book was significantly better than the the film was was last year uh, was Cabin uh, at the End of the World. Uh, the book, which was much better than the knock at the cabin, mm. I remember which I, saying... which I didn't hate uh, by by any stretch. I just think that the uh, the book took some more chances uh, that paid off than the film did. And the film played it a bit too safe uh, in the end. Yeah, and, and one that goes in in a bit of a strange place because it's. The the book and the film are are similar, but it's not a straight adaptation. I'd say it is Annihilation, the you know the Alex Garland one. Oh right, I didn't even know it was a book. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's a book by Jeff Vandermeer, who, uh, having read Annihilation, very quickly became one of my favourite writers. I think he, he's really really fantastic, um, and I'm led to believe that when. Uh, when making Annihilation, Alex Garland read the book uh, once. He's like, he, he read it, he put it away, and then he didn't look at it again until after he'd made the film. Uh, because he wanted the, to sort of capture the the vibe and how it made him feel rather than r- doing an adaptation. So I think because of that, it's, it, you know, it, it changes how... I would look at this uh, as an adaptation. Yeah. Uh, but both of them are, are astounding. You know, they're, they're both, both brilliant. And, and you know, you get a lot of similarities as, as you would expect, but also some, you know, pretty big changes too, which, you know, which is great. And and I'd, I'd like more adaptations to, to take that kind of approach. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes Phil, you know, books, you know, they work on the page, they don't work on the screen because they're not designed for that. So maybe we, do, you know, we don't need a straight adaptation. Let's play a bit more fast and loose with it sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that just throws me off and, um, and it's happened with other films that aren't or that I've read the book for is just that it, it always feels like... And I wonder, it, I, I wonder if this is just because you read the book is the pacing of the movies always feel far too fast like they're trying to zip through it and I think that maybe is because you know all the detail and then you feel like you want to see all the detail whereas it can't happen can it (laughs) each film can't be nine hours long
1: (laughs) yeah I also uh, do sometimes like like seeing the film first and then revisit in the book Uh, or just visiting the book uh the uh charlie kaufman film uh, i'm thinking of ending things uh which came out a few years ago that was one where i saw the film uh and I, I dug a lot of it but i think it it got to a point in the film where yeah, i i, I kind of checked out i think he just got a bit too got a bit too much you know a bit too try hard uh, yeah. which Charlie Kaufman often does. Uh, and I, I read the book because I liked, uh, I mean, the first half of the film is, is brilliant. It's like really fantastic. Uh, yes. The the book is basically that all the way through. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, that's sometimes interesting to, to go the other way on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, it's one of my resolutions this year is to write a short story. And I think I'm gonna um I'm gonna sort of commit more to trying to um read a few more horror stories and horror books and stuff like that. But I think I might I think I might aim for, you know, what's been adapted and, you know, try and pair it up with a podcast and pair it up with my own film watching and because uh, I agree with what you said about, you know, Sometimes I do prefer to watch the film um before the book, you know. But in other cases, like Pet Cemetery, I just couldn't couldn't quite get into the film, but watching um, sorry, reading the book just gave me enough more more detail to um you know get a bit more out of it. So yeah, I think I'm gonna try and do that a bit more this year. I've I've um started on it. Um, which is very, very long. It is it is a huge book to get through. Yeah. Um, I've actually started it before and got quite a way into it, and then sort of gave up. Um, I think I even got almost as far as you know the adults doing all their bits. Um, you know the phone calls bit. <laughs> uh, but I've start I've start I've started again. I'm just hoping that this time I can manage to stick with it, uh, and then I'm going to try and watch it, chapter one and chapter two, and see what I get out of them. So, yeah, I think I, I, I'm going to try and do that a bit more this year. Um, see if I can't become a bit more learned. I don't think that's going to make me learned, is it? Um, oh, learned. Reading always makes you learned. Oh, lovely, fine, good. Then I shall. But then again, so does watching
1: films. Oh, oh dear! <laughs> well, it's about it's about engagement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can you can watch films as a and and engage with them, or you can just let them pass you by. You can do the same with books. You know, people yeah. that there are people that are very well read, but they just don't. They uh, they just don't think about. Well. They have the film read for entertainment, and that's good enough for them. And there you have it, So, yeah. However you want to take it.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't really know what that slice of bread was, but it was it was a lovely one, and I quite enjoyed our little book conversation. Um, um, but I think we should draw this podcast to a close now. Um, we were late starting and now late finishing. So um, let's get out of here. Let's go, eh? Let's do it. Shout out, everyone. Bye-bye.